Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. I'm Charlie Wright and today is January 30th, 2015. We're talking today with Adam Gallegos of Altegras Investments and they're headquartered in beautiful La Jolla, California. Adam, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thanks, Charlie. Great to be here. So, Adam, let's begin with the background of, of Altegris. Tell us about uh, who you guys are, how you became, uh, what you uh, have become, and what it is you guys do. Certainly. Well, Altegris uh, was formed at the end of 2001 and with the mission of uh, searching the world for the best alternative investment managers and trying to uh, package those managers in a way that allowed more investors to access them. And that includes both um, you know, through IRAs, and it includes mutual funds, and it includes uh, lower minimums, and uh, in some cases more favorable liquidity. So it's a combination of trying to find the best managers providing access to a wide array of uh, investors and uh, across uh, various strategies. Okay, that's what we're trying to do today. Okay, but Adam, my experience uh, tells me that uh, our listeners are not necessarily going to know what alternative investments are. What's a good, short, accurate description here? Well, the easiest uh, definition, I guess the most common, is this: uh, it's an investment that is not... Uh, simply stocks, bonds, or cash. So it's, every, it's the other. It's everything else. And that can include uh, long, short strategies. It, it can include names that many listeners probably won't know. Uh, you know, futures and trend following and macro and multi-strategy and, and various other derivations. But it, basically, it's that which is not uh, stocks, bonds, and cash or well, your traditional investment. L l let me clarify a little bit. I think that the investments are typically stocks, bonds, or cash, correct? But it's the strategies that make them alternative investments, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we're not talking about, you know, diamonds or oil wells or gas lines or anything like that. We're talking about regular, you know, publicly traded securities, but with strategies that are unique and different and they're not the typical mutual fund kind of strategy correct okay and so you have taken managers of these different strategies and you've made them available to the buying public by one making them less expensive i presume and and also number two by lowering the required minimum involved correct yes and no um i don't want to blanket 
you know, make some sort of blanket statement that says that we're always less expensive because that, that wouldn't be accurate. Uh, in most cases, uh, certainly competitive prices, and in most cases, the minimums are lower than an investor would experience if they tried to go direct to the manager. And uh, now this, uh, in most cases, the, the investor still has to be suitable. You know, it's, it's, this is not a, a way to circumvent the suitability requirements. Yeah, I understood. The investor always has to be suitable according to SEC requirements and standards. And that is, of course, uh, the re- responsibility primarily of the investment advisor, but additional, in addition, uh, you guys. But you're talking about managers who may well be known, but typically who are not that well known to most investors. And you can make their investments available to the buying public by lowering the minimum and by providing a channel for them to be able to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, this has historically been the domain of the institutional investor. And what Altegra's done is is opened up this access for the uh, individual or the retail investor. Okay, and you guys do the vetting for these investments, correct? What kind of due diligence process do you guys go through in selecting those managers that you present to private investors? Oh, it's it's very significant. In most cases, before we would engage a uh, a manager and, and essentially provide access to that manager for an investor, it would take at least six months and usually close to a year. And this would include everything from operational due diligence. You know, do they have the the infrastructure in place for you know checks and balances, the appropriate auditors and compliance and administrators. Uh, and, and then, obviously, the investment side of the due diligence, which you know, are they very good, not just good, but very good or excellent at uh, their specific uh, investment strategy? And what type of uh, track record do they have? Can we verify that track record? Uh, can we recreate the performance uh, track record that they claim to have, independent of, of, of what they're providing? So it very much is our reputation at risk, and we take that seriously. Okay, so these are not mutual funds. You may have created a mutual fund from these investments, but these are not mutual fund managers that you're making available. These are typically hedge fund managers, managed futures, etc. correct? Correct. Okay. So let's zero in on one of those. Let's zero in on uh, one of your managed futures funds, the Evolution Fund. Why don't you talk to us about that one? This uh, this fund is called the Altegris uh, Futures Evolution Fund. And as you mentioned, it is primarily based on the managed futures or trend-following strategy. And I think trend-following is a pretty good way to, to try and understand it in that the opportunity for the managers, and there are, there are two trend followers in this fund, the opportunity is global, it's across currencies, it's across sovereign debt and interest rates, it's across commodities and equity markets. And what makes this trend-following strategy unique and perhaps uh, attractive is that the trends can occur both in any of those areas I just discussed when prices are moving higher, which would benefit a typical investor, right? They're trying to buy something they hope is going to go up in price. But this strategy can follow trends on the short side. 
or when prices are going lower. They can actually make money as markets are dropping. For instance, the Japanese yen has been devaluing. The dollar, the U.S. dollar, has been strengthening. Those are two trends that a manager can try and identify and essentially follow. So it's a little bit like a roller coaster, if you think of that, where most investments, if you provide to an investor and say, hey, this is going to be like a riding a roller coaster, that would not be real attractive. Well, in the case of trend following, not only when that roller coaster is reaching its peak just before it, it comes over the edge, would you be enjoying that part of the ride, but you would truly be enjoying the part of the ride where the roller coaster is dropping precipitously because, in this case, you have the ability to make money while prices are going lower. So it's a, it's a pretty unique approach for most investors, and uh, we have two of the world's, and of course, in our opinion, two of the world's leading trend followers in this fund, and it's completely diversified globally and across all those different asset classes, commodities, interest rates, currencies, and uh, stock markets or stock indices, indices around the world. Okay, so to confirm here, uh, Adam, you guys do not manage any money directly, correct? Correct. That's a great point. We we do our due diligence on managers, and we allocate to those managers who we have the most confidence in in various strategies. And in this case, and in this fund, we are talking about the trend following or managed futures strategy. Okay, and so what you have done is you've looked at various managed futures strategy providers, managers, and you have selected two that you're very, very comfortable with and confident in, and you have arranged for them to manage according to their regular and usual management style. You have not created a new kind of investment for them. They're doing for your fund what they're doing for their private investors every day, correct? Well said. Perfect. Okay. And so you've arranged, you've created this fund that these managed futures managers are managing according to the style that they manage by every single day. And these are international fund managers, correct? Correct. Okay, and you have two that manage for this particular fund, the Evolution Fund, and they invest in managed futures. Now, can you tell us briefly what managed futures are all about? Yeah, managed futures has a, is really uh, not a household term or phrase, uh, but it's just using futures contracts, which instead of using individual stocks or individual bonds, the managers use the futures markets, which are very, very liquid. There's a lot of transactions occurring all around the world on various exchanges, and it just allows them to get the exposure that they want in those asset classes that I mentioned, currencies, interest rates, stock indices, and commodities. So they're, they're using futures contracts to get their exposure, and the real differentiator in this strategy is that they don't rely on humans to make discretionary decisions as to when, when to get into or out of an investment. They've created financial models or quantitative models, and they rely on the computers, essentially, to identify the trends 
that they should be invested in. So as I mentioned before, whether it's the Japanese yen dropping, and according to each of these managers, they may have certain signals that say the yen has dropped enough to where we want to be short the yen, or the dollar has risen enough that we want to be long, or the S&P 500 is up enough that we want to be long the S&P 500. And they use the futures contracts to get that exposure. Okay, and I would presume, based upon what you've said, the kinds of things they invest in and their investment models, that they have a very low correlation with the U.S. stock market. Yeah, approximately zero. Over, over a reasonable period of time, you would expect this strategy, the, you know, both this fund and even the strategy in general, to have zero or close to zero correlation. To, frankly, to most every other investment, not just the S&P 500. I see. So I would think that for an investor looking for a non-correlated investment for their portfolio, for some poor, small portion probably of their portfolio, this would be something that they could look at. I would agree. Okay. And so it also has a low correlation with bonds. It does. It does. Okay. Yeah, the... The, by virtue of the, the the fact that the strategy can be invested both in rising markets and in dropping markets, and that the strategy is diversified across those four major asset classes that I mentioned, the, the result is a very low correlation to any one of those specific investment styles, whether it be a bond investment or a stock investment or an international equity investment or commodity investment. You, you tend to have a very low correlation or, or relatively no relationship with those other investment strategies. Okay. And because of the uh, poor performance of the commodities market over the past couple, three years, how has it performed during those that period of time? Well, I, I wouldn't, again, on the heels of what we just talked about in the low correlation, I wouldn't this investment strategy specifically to commodity markets, both you know favorably or unfavorably. But to answer your question, there is certainly a portion of the assets in this strategy that will be invested in the commodity markets. And while the commodity markets have, have, and commodity investors have had a, a very tough experience, the past few years have been better for this type of strategy. And the last six months in particular have been uh, incredibly favorable for this strategy. And that's because they can be short, the commodities. So if commodity markets, if you have precious metals dropping and you have certain currencies dropping and you have other currencies rising and some commodities uh, you know, rising, the manager can play both sides of that and they tend to do, you know, again, it's uncorrelated. And so the last six months to a year in particular have been a pretty favorable environment for uh, for the trend following the managed future strategy. Okay, that that's great to hear. And and tell us, are the managers are they typically invested in dozens of different positions, or is it just in a handful? There again, in this fund in particular, the Futures Evolution Fund, there are two managed futures managers. One of them is almost always invested in over a hundred different positions, usually 125 to about 150. The other manager is invested generally in about 50 to 70 different positions at any one time. I see. So there's definitely broad diversification 
not only potentially but in actuality in their portfolios at any given time. Absolutely. Okay. Adam, we need to stop for a minute and take a break. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We're talking with Adam Gallegos of Altegris Investments, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. So you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We're talking with Adam Gallegos of Altegris Investments in La Jolla, California. So, Adam, if I were to summarize what the Evolution Fund is, is it is a way for an investor to buy through a mutual fund, the Managed Futures Marketplace, and allows them to have two very professional quality managers uh, manage their investments through a variety of equity, fixed income, currency, commodity, and other markets all through the futures market. Is that, fair, is that fairly accurate here, Adam? I think so. Okay. And this is one of many funds or of many investments available through Altegris, and it's kind of typical of what Altegris does is they match uh, asset managers together with investors, reducing the, the minimums that investors are required to have in order to invest with these hedge fund and other type managers and allows the private investor to invest with these uh, higher quality, uh, lesser known hedge fund type managers. Well said. Okay. So, you know, we read in, in uh, the media all the time, Adam, uh, recently that hedge funds had a very tough, have had a tough last two years and that buy and hold was definitely the way to go in 2013 and in 2014 it was a somewhat choppy market and difficult for hedge fund managers so overall should people be concerned about having a hedge fund type of management in their portfolio well you're talking to somebody who's by nature fairly conservative and skeptical so uh, you know I almost always advise being concerned <laughs> with all investments uh, I, I don't know that I would single out hedge funds I mean there are good managers within the hedge fund community and there are lesser managers just like there are in traditional investments uh, a lot you know you deal with clients all the time Charlie so each client is different each client has certain risks different goals, and you have to look, in my opinion, you have to look at the totality or the whole of the investor's uh, portfolio, 
in you know their their life to be able to appreciate what are good investments and what are bad investments or appropriate and, and inappropriate at various times in the cycle. So I'm not trying to be evasive, but unless I know specifically what a client is, what their goals are, and how they see risk in the world, I can't tell you what's appropriate and what is uh, you know what isn't appropriate. I just will tell you that certainly there are good and there are bad in all types of strategies. And even though the environment has been tough the last few years for, for a lot of hedge fund managers, there have been some that have done just fine, and in some cases as well as you know index investors. So it's a tough – again, I'm not trying to be evasive. It's just a very tough question to answer. Yeah, it was, it was a tough question here. So back to the evolution fund here. First of all, give us the ticker, will you? Uh, the, yeah, the easiest way to, to grab the information on the fund is go to altegris.com, and the ticker on this fund for the A share is E-V-O-A-X. Okay, and obviously if it's uh, obtained through an investment advisor, there, there would be no commissions on that, but on the A funds, uh, the, 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 there would be. And so uh, anything else on the Evolution Fund itself here, Adam, uh, before we move on? Yeah, I, I think another interesting aspect of the fund, granted we have a lot of conviction in the two uh, managed futures managers, you know, but we, we've, in this fund, used the cash that would otherwise be sitting in a, essentially a bank account, a cash management account, and we have uh, hired a very well-known fixed income manager named DoubleLine to, as a sub-advisor. So we actually have a fixed income component within this mutual fund. And that's been very beneficial given the interest rate environment we're in right now. So I think that's something that you know investors would, would want to talk through with their advisor. But I think it's, it's certainly a differentiator in and around the alternative investment world. Uh, that's an excellent point, Adam. And for those who may not be familiar with Double Line, uh, they are the brainchild of Jeffrey Grunlach, who is kind of the poster child. Now that Bill Gross is in lesser standing, uh, Jeffrey Grunlach is kind of the poster child of uh, fixed income investments these days and uh, is all over the, the, the media, the financial media on that particular subject. And so uh, I presume that was a real coup on your part to be able to obtain him to be able to manage the 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 unused portions of of that portfolio. So uh, congratulations on that, and uh, congratulations on having a good year with uh, with the Evolution Fund uh, uh, last year and in a and a great start for this year so far. So a couple of questions we like to ask Adam uh, before we leave here. First of all, uh, in regards to your funds, to to your to the funds that you guys manage. Uh, what keeps you awake at night? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> but uh, I think specific to, to the funds and, and maybe managed futures in particular, the type of environment that is most challenging is actually uh, counterintuitive to most investors, for most investors, and that's an environment where there is not a lot of volatility and you don't see a lot of differentiation between markets. 
kind of like the environment we were in in 2012 and 13, and maybe even the beginning of 2014. So that kind of keeps me awake. In an environment where you don't see a lot of trends taking place, it's very hard for these managers to uh, really get a foothold in any one market and make money. That would, that would probably keep me awake the most. Okay. And question number two, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? Uh, I, specific to the kind of the conversation we're having today, I think a book that a lot of investors find interesting would be Trend Following by Michael Covell. And I think that uh, sheds some light on a, on a strategy, managed futures or trend following, that, that most people are not familiar with. I think they'd enjoy it. I would completely agree. I read Trend Following uh, several years ago, and uh, Michael Covell, who is now kind of the guru on trend following, uh, is really on to something, and there's more and more uh, tactical-type investments uh, with trend following involved here. So before we leave here, Adam, uh, any final words on either the Evolution Fund or on uh, Altegris itself? I appreciate the time, and I think that in in an uncertain world, it's always important to be uh, open to new ideas and new strategies. And so, I applaud you for you know, bringing this uh, topic to the you know, to the table. And I would encourage it. You know, we have a pretty strong educational uh, aspect to our website, so Altegris dot com. Uh, you can go to the Altegris Academy and read up on various strategies and uh, sort of outlook pieces, and that might be interesting to a lot of your listeners. Why don't you spell Altegris uh, for our listeners here? Sure. So the website's www.altegris.com. Okay, that is great. Well, Adam, this has been excellent, and uh, you guys do an excellent job down there of finding investment managers that very few private investors can access on their own. And congratulations for doing that, and best of luck to you and all of Altegris and continuing to move forward for investors. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. Uh, We've been talking with Adam Gallegos of Altegris Investments. I'm Charlie Wright, and thank you very much for joining us today. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. 